This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Friday, July 14th, 2017. What do you get a drum corps for its 50th anniversary? Well, something gold, of course. Something, oh, say like a world-class champion's medal? Last time Santa Clara Vanguard got one of those, it was 1999. And to say SCV's fans and alumni are ready for title number seven would be a gross understatement. The Corps is certainly performing like it wants to win, besting the reigning champs, the Blue Coats, by a tenth at DCI Minnesota. It's the first time SCV has topped Coats since early in 2014. But success rarely comes without controversy, and Vanguard has certainly sparked its share of debates with its 2017 production, Ouroboros. I caught up with Vanguard Corps Director Sean Gallant and Visual Coordinator Andy Toth this week. Sean Gallant, the Director of Programs for the Santa Clara Vanguard and the Corps Director of the Santa Clara Vanguard. How's the uh, first part of tour gone? It's been fantastic. The kids are, um, you know, being in our 50th year, there's a lot of energy in the organization. Uh, there is, um, you know, we, our talent is probably higher than it's ever been in the last 10 years. Uh, we have a very mature, old old drum corps for us. Uh, and the average age is 20.25. Wow. Um, so it's, it's a very exciting year for us. What should fans know as they watch Ouroboros? It's a lot to take in. Um, it's, you know, there's a lot of activity on the field. It's um, very cutting edge. It's very new and fresh for the organization. Um, we, you know, not only the look of the uniforms, but the way we're using the props. And I think, you know, as weeks go on, you'll see m more and new interesting ways to that we use them as well. Hi, I'm Andy Toth, and I am the visual coordinator for the Santa Clara Vanguard. Ouroboros is a, a concept that I came up with that um, I wanted to relate directly to Vanguard, where they've been the past 50 years and where they're going to go for the next 50 years. Um, it's uh, an image of a serpent eating itself, and it sort of symbolizes introspection and uh, recreation, uh, which is what Vanguard means. And what we hope for the organization for the next 50 years. Uh, the show itself um, takes you through a life cycle of what a, a serpent or a snake would be. Um, so the show starts with toward the end of the life cycle, where you're you're feeling pretty pretty much like you don't want this skin anymore. You want something new, um, and then it takes you into a, a new discovery period and um, some introspection in the middle with um, uh, trying to feel balanced and a little bit whole. And then finally feeling your, your full self again at the end of the show, your full, uh, full confidence and full autonomy. As that snake tries to eat its tail, it makes a perfect circle. Tell me how you, you made those concepts about the snake and about introspection. How did you make them come to life in the design? A lot of this came from the prop itself that we wanted to use. Um, got inspiration from uh, the shape itself and tried to find as many uses of the prop and then we thought, okay, well, we can't just have a circular stage out there. What, what about it would, would make it circular? 
Um, and that's where I started searching for images that were circular that we could put on it um, and found this Ouroboros. And I thought it was a perfect metaphor for what Vanguard is. Describe the stages you're talking about. Sure. The, the props that we have are uh, they're stages that, that rise up 30 inches and they're seven and a half feet tall. Um, the, they're round stages that can be pushed. So it's like a movable stage where there are people on the stage going from point A to point B. Typically, we see marching members using their bodies. Either they're marching, they're dancing, going from point A to point B. But we have the option of putting people on these stages and moving them uh, without having to move their feet. So that's, that's one use of them. We're also able to lift them straight up. Um, so there's a vertical circle, which we can roll. And we can have people standing up in them. We can have people rolling on the backside of them. So it's showing uh, a human doing the Ouroboros shape. Um, and then they're in this, this interesting tilt position that there's a peg on the backside that allows this almost like a coin spin um, where uh, it's very, very circular, almost like when you're moving your body around in a circle. Um, so there's so many different uses uh, for these stages, and we're just lucky to have them. When you first see them come out on the field, you think, oh, they're stages. We've seen this before. But then sure. when, when you start using them and when you flip them up on their sides and start rolling them back and forth, it is a spectacular effect, especially when you start getting, uh, say, a, a, a horn player in there uh, playing a solo or, or playing a melody line while they're rocking these things back and forth. How have the performers mm -hmm. taken to the use of this prop? Well, the, when we first had them for, when we first showed them to the performers, um, they they jumped on them immediately. It, it was almost like we had to keep them off of them and say, "Slow down. This is these are some some tips for safety first. Um, so they took to them great. Um, and what's great about what, how we're using them is that all portions of the core are using them. So it's not like it's just the guard that are using them or the, the brass or the small ensemble percussion is on them as well. Um, so they've really taken um, a liking to them and made, made them their own part of their show. It's interesting too. They, they're, everyone's sort of fighting over whether they can keep the covers and, and the shapes, you know, the, the, uh, not the shape, the, uh, the cover on top of it at the end of the season. So yeah, they're good. They're good with them. Well, uh, you brought up the word safety, and as I was standing there in Chickasha watching the show from ground level, that was something that I'm, I'm, I kept thinking, how much do these things weigh? Have, have any of them ever fallen over in rehearsal or in performance? Do you have uh, plans? Uh, you know, do you, Have you talked to the performers about what to do if one of them feels like it's about to fall over? Talk a little bit about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's one of the drawbacks is they are a solid structure, so when, they're, uh, when gusts of wind come, it does cause a bit of a predicament. Um, and unfortunately, that is a case-by-case -case situation. Um, they're aware of the, there's many situations that we put them in, like if this happens, this is what you should do. We do have wind rehearsal uh, that we do um, in case it is gusty that day and for shows um, because the, the props themselves also store equipment. Um, it's, it's how we get equipment from place to place, so we, we're not just going to a sideline. Um, so we had different plans for that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, if a big gust of wind comes, there's not really a way to tell that. So um, they do know to step away from it. They do know to communicate on the field. Um, so it is a case-by-case -case situation, but there are definitely plans for that, for their safety. Vanguard has shed its skin this year. Uh, they're wearing 
what more people, I think, would call costumes than uniforms, uh, specific to this sure. show, Ouroboros. Um, sure. Why was that decision made? And, and uh, if you would, tell us a little bit about the design process of the, the costume. We knew that with the 50th anniversary, we didn't want to spend too much time looking back. We wanted to constantly be thinking about moving forward. Um, and the costuming is one of those things that we need to consider. Um, there's not too much military marching band drum corps going on anymore. A lot of it is choreographed. A lot of it is very show specific. Um, there are points of reference to the tradition of Vanguard. Those, they're still wearing their star. Um, they still have the same color palette. Um, there's been years in the past where Vanguard has worn black on the, on the bottom, white on the top. So that is familiar. Um, and we, we wanted to be as progressive as we can and keep moving forward. And everyone in, on the administrative team was very much on board, the board of directors. Um, and it's a risk. It's, it's always a risk to try something new, um, but it's definitely worth it. Why show the performers' faces and heads this year? Why no Aussies? Uh, the big thing for us this year was, you know, wanting to break that fourth wall with the audience. And so giving the, the performers the opportunity to connect with the audience in a way that we've never been able to do because we've been hiding behind the bill of the Aussie. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, and, and with the life cycle of, of Ouroboros and it being our 50th year and wanting to head in a new direction, um, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was just an easy decision for us. Not saying they're never coming back, um, just this year it was definitely something we wanted to change in the 50th year. The drum major does wear the Aussie on, on the way onto the field, so there is the hint of that. Um, we've still kept that tradition, um, although minimal, we've kept that in there. Um, but the other reason was also functional. We, uh, mm. There's a lot of times where the, the brass are inverted. They're upside down, they're rolling on, they're doing somersaults and, and things like that, and that's really difficult to do when you have headgear. Um, they're also climbing on each other at times, and if, if you have something in the space around your ears, it's just going to impede what you can do. So um, some of it was functional and some of it was aesthetic, um, but definitely breaking that fourth wall and allowing the performers to connect with the audience more was, was the biggest priority for me. Well, you've definitely had some competitive success already, and there's a lot of buzz out there about Ouroboros and about Santa Clara in their, their 50th year. You beat Blue Coats for the first time in a while uh, within the last week. How are the, the members and the staff handling the success? I, I think everyone knows that there's quite a few weeks left in the season and anything could happen. Everyone's doing their own thing right now to um, make their show better. Um, continue with the competitive process, make, make, make the kids better. Uh, everyone's on the same page with that. That, that was one day, um, and it could, it could have easily have, have, have flip-flopped the other way um, on that particular day. So uh, we're just trying to stay focused with what we're doing and um, think about where we're going to be a couple of weeks from now. Andy, you and uh, Michael Gaines have had a lot of success with Pride of Cincinnati in WGI. What does it mean to you, and what do you think it means to Santa Clara Vanguard to have Michael on board as artistic director? It's been really helpful for me. We've been working together for over 20 years now, and we speak the same language. We've had the same experiences. So having him as a guide through this process um, uh, has been super helpful. 
um, he didn't end up joining the team until uh, the middle of April, I believe. And so the the design process was already on its way. Um, but throughout the, the process, it's just have an ear, a familiar ear, um, and one that understands your own language, you know. Um, I, I would, if, if anyone ever told me, hey, M- Mike is going to be working on this project, I would be the first one to say I would love to work on that project too. Um, he's just been a tremendous mentor um, and a great friend. My thanks to Santa Clara Vanguard, visual coordinator Andy Toth, and core director Sean Gallant for spending some time with the Field Pass. You can catch Vanguard's next performance tonight at Music on the March in Dubuque, Iowa, Saturday night at this year's first Tour of Champions event at Northern Illinois University in DeKalb, or next Tuesday as the Tour of Champions rolls into Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, a show which will be streamed live on flowmarching.com. I'm Dan Potter. Tour really starts cranking for me come Monday. We'll bring you your next field pass from the road next week, and I'll see you at the stadium.